Welcome back to The Rollout. I'm Trey Henrich, and once again, I'm joined by a longtime friend, Jeff Pratt. How's it going, Jeff? It's going great, man. I'm happy to be back for episode two. In today's episode, we're going to analyze the NFC East. And why not start with arguably the most controversial team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. So how do you feel about their offseason moves and what they did with their draft picks this year? Well, you know, Trent, to start with their draft, anytime CD Lamb falls to you at number 17, that's a huge win. Lamb, who in my opinion was the number one receiver in the draft this year, ended up being the third guy taken off the board at that position. Obviously, Henry Ruggs went to the Raiders and Jerry Judy went to the Broncos. But uh, yeah, the Cowboys didn't really need another wide receiver. Who We'll talk more about that when we get into their fantasy uh, players. But when C.D. Lamb falls to you, you got to take him. And then obviously, Trevon Diggs, their second round pick, the Alabama cornerback and Stephon Diggs' brother, he was a great pickup. Andy Dalton was a bit of an interesting one. Uh, I know you think that he's going to actually be their eventual starter, which is kind of crazy, but I just think he's there to help out Dak Prescott. They also uh, got two pretty key veteran free agency signings in HaHa Clint Dix and Gerald McCoy. So, you know, overall, I give their offseason acquisitions an A. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think they really beefed up both sides of the ball. They weren't focused on um, their offense or defense, but they just – they. They kind of just filled the gaps they needed on both sides of the ball. Uh, and personally, like like you, you touched upon, I think Andy Dalton is a big signing for them. Um, I think he is a lot better and people give him credit for. He came from uh, a Bengals team that never really found much success. But I also don't think he was put um, in a spot for success. I think his stats um, are really good, just the records he ended with. Um, you know, didn't didn't uh, stick out, but I think Dalton and one part of this season, this season or the next season, is gonna find themselves starting six, seven, eight games, maybe halfway through the season. I don't think Dak's gonna hold a starting job. That's crazy, man. I mean, Andy Dalton said it himself right when he got signed. He said he's there to help Dak Prescott. Prescott, we know he's gonna get that big contract. I'm not sure if you believe it, but we know how the Cowboys negotiate. They always hold tough, at least Jerry Jones does, until their star players hold out, and then they always end up giving in and giving them the, the big payday. Don't get me wrong. Dak had a solid season last year. I'm just not a big fan of the guy. I don't think um, he throws the ball that well. I think Zeke has really carried this offense for a couple of years now. And with Dalton, Dalton's going to push him in the preseason and, and during the season. Um, and he's going to help Dak improve as a player. But at a certain point, I think Dalton's going to just leapfrog Dak. And, um, you know, the offense is going to start to click with Dalton once he gets um, uh, connected with the wide receivers. And you're going to be surprised. I, I think Dalton's going to be starting this year. Not, not right away, uh, but... I think that was a really good signing for the Cowboys this season. Well, you know, man, I'm just going to say the numbers don't lie. You said Dak had a bad year last year. You don't like the way he throws the ball. Well, in 2019, he passed for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions, finished as QB2 in fantasy rankings. I'm not sure what more you want from the guy, really. Uh, You know, I want some playoff wins. Fair enough, but you're not going to get those with Andy Dalton either, are you? You, you, you don't know that he hasn't I'm just saying Dax had his fair share of good wide receivers strong running back 
Dalton's head, Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, and hey, injured Joe AJ Mixon, Green. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon for what? A season? A couple of seasons. He's been there for a little while now. Nah, 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 but nah, I'll, nah. I'll agree with you on this point. The Cowboys have done a much better job in surrounding Dak with talent than the Bengals did with Andy Dalton. And you know what? I'll give you this. If Dak Prescott cannot at least make the playoffs with this roster, then sure, Andy Dalton deserves that starting job. Yeah, I'll give I mean, you that. Dak, Dak struggles to get to 10 wins. He struggles to get to 10 wins a season, you know? Um, and I think they're going to they're gonna find Dalton's going to be a better throwing quarterback and get the ball to these wide – like these, they have Cooper. Um, they lost Cobb, but like you said, um, they drafted CeeDee Lamb, and he ha- they have Gallup as well. If Dak can't get them the ball, Dalton will. I agree. I just think that Dak will get them the ball. So, you know what? Why don't we just jump into the, to the predictions for their season? How do you think the Cowboys are going to do this year, Trent? You know, I don't think they're winning the NFC East. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I, I've, I've never been that high on the Cowboys. If if any season is theirs to, to succeed, this would be the, the season. But I, I'm telling you, if they keep starting Dak, I don't think they're going to find themselves like making the playoffs. You know, Maybe. may I remind you, Trent, were you not a big Dak fan in his rookie year? What happened? Um, I watched him play. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking at the numbers. Well, you know what? That's fair enough. You said that if the Cowboys, if they are going to have any year to succeed, it will be this year. And I'm going to take it a step further. They will succeed this year. In fact, I think the Dallas Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders with their current roster. And with head coach Mike McCarthy, who was possibly the biggest offseason acquisition that they made, getting rid of Jason Garrett, sending him to a divisional rival in the Giants so that we can go screw up that offense even more, and bringing in an established quarterback coach in Mike McCarthy you know, might be able to utilize Dak a little better than Jason Garrett was able to, don't you think? Hey, I agree. And I, I, and I agree with, like I said, they have put themselves in a place to succeed. But you know who, what this, like, hype reminds me of and, um, you know, the, this offensive firepower? It's like how the Browns were last season, and we know how that turned out. So well, we'll you see. know, but the Browns were coming off a year where they brought in Baker Mayfield, as the number one overall pick, and they had a horrible culture. At least the Cowboys, while they weren't like that good, they weren't as horrible as the Browns were. They have something to build off of. They had a disappointing year last year, sure, but they have a much better team, and they've shown that they can at least win some games. Whereas the Browns was, people were expecting a huge jump from mediocrity to you know being playoff contenders. Hey, only time will tell. We will You're find right. out sooner or later how their season pans out. Um, but aside from that, you know, we talked about all this offensive firepower. Who do you like fantasy-wise on this roster? Well, you know, it's not shocking that I really like Dak <laughs> as a fantasy option this year. You know, here's a crazy stat. Lamar Jackson obviously finished as quarterback number one for fantasy last year, and he edged out the number two guy by about 70 points. He was by far and away the best fantasy quarterback in 2019. Do you know who QB2 was? I already said it. It was Dak Prescott. Now, if you look at the mock drafts, we've been doing a lot of mock drafts, as you said in the first episode, Trent. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott has been going around the fifth round, whereas Lamar is going in the second. 
Patrick Mahomes is going in the late second and third. These guys like Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, sometimes even Russell Wilson are going above Dak. And I look at that and I think, what do you? What else do you want? How could you not be higher on Dak when they just gave him a better offensive weapon in C.D. Lamb to help strengthen that offense, help strengthen his weapons, and you got him a better head coach than Mike McCarthy? I think it's crazy that he's falling into the fifth round, and I'll tell you, I'm going to be picking him up in the fifth round if he's there in every single one of my leagues. I think you have to realize there's a difference in the skill level between – Dak Prescott and Pat Mahomes. Cause you just compare No, 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 no. Listen, we we are on the same page there. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL. But we're talking fantasy here. And you know what? I'm fine with drafting Pat Mahomes over Dak, but I'm not fine with drafting an unproven player in Kyler Murray or a guy like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, over someone who's proven that he can be a top three fantasy quarterback. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I'll be completely honest with you, Jeff. Personally, I am drafting Deshaun Watson before I draft Dak Prescott. That's fine. You do that, and then I'll beat you every week we play against each other. <laughs> Watson is the better quarterback in Texas. I, am... I mean, he is the better quarterback, but he's not the better fantasy quarterback. And he lost his best weapon. And who did he replace DeAndre Hopkins with? Oh, that's right. Brandon Cooks. Hey, Brandon Cooks concuss- back. He's one concussion away from being out of the league, Trent. Hey, they got... They still got Will Fuller. They still got some some speedy firepower. He's in a, did a lot of dump offs to David Johnson, and he can run the ball. David he, Johnson's a freight train. We both love David Johnson. I think he's going to be great there. But Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller is the most injury prone receiving core I've ever seen. All right, all right. We'll get we'll get <laughs> to the Texans when we get to the all right, Texans. All right, fair let's, enough. Let's let's go back on track here. Zeke pre draft ranking I think is is a four. I think he's always going to go top four, maybe fifth if you want to stretch in PPR for like Cook or Kamara. But That's you're great. always going to see yeah. Zeke going in, in the top five um, in the draft. I really like Michael Gallup. I think he like he's not going to have um, the top cornerback from other uh, defenses on him. I think he's going to find a lot of success. He started two last year, finishing wide receiver twenty two. I, I would love to draft Gallup as a as a flex option on my roster, I'd be really happy with him there. Yeah, I'm not sure if Gallup, if Gallup would be my flex, but, I mean, like you said, he finished as wide receiver 22 last year, and that was when he was injured for a couple of games. So, you know, you throw CeeDee Lamb into that equation, who is a bit of a fantasy wild card this year, but Gallup's going to be going against second or third slot corners, like you said, even. He's going to have a good year, as long as Dak can throw the ball, which it sounds like you're not sure he can. Yeah, I, I am not sure he can. All right. Can um, we can we uh can we talk about Amari Cooper real quick before moving on? Yeah. Because Amari Cooper, he's been sliding in drafts recently. He's he's now going around the late third, early fourth. Uh you see guys like Juju Smith Schuster, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen going off the board in front of him. When in reality Amari Cooper was wide receiver ten last year in PPR leagues. You know, do you think that's an overreaction, Trent? I don't think it's an overreaction. Like I still think, like I think he's sliding farther than he should. But it's hard because because running backs are valued so highly this year, and you're going to see like 15 running backs at, at least 15 running backs going the top 30 picks. I think that's more the reason why he's sliding. I don't think it's because of them drafting Ceedee Lamb or or the or the skill level. Like I don't think it's any of that. I just think because 
running backs are being overdrafted right now. He's just sliding because of that. Um, I and I could see people drafting um, guys like Thielen over Cooper, just because like Thielen lost Diggs. He's the number one target, no question. Not going to lose many targets to anyone else. Whereas Cooper now has Lamb to worry about. You know, Zeke might see some more touches this season. Um, Gallup's getting, uh, being coming more of a veteran wide, wide out. So I could see why people um, will think Cooper might have uh, worse stats than last season. Fair enough. And I mean, you talk about Amari Cooper from a fantasy perspective and as a receiver, I think the biggest criticism of him is that he is a complete shadow of himself on the road. He's yet to prove that he can be a consistent wide receiver one for all 16 games in a regular season. You look at the numbers he puts up at homes, that's dynamic Amari Cooper. You look at the numbers he puts on the road, is that Jameson Crowder? Like, the, the, the difference is absurd. And we really have to get on to the next team in the yeah. NFC East, which is the Eagles. Uh, and I'm assuming that's who your pick is to come out of the, uh, the NFC East. Yeah, they are my pick, and I think they're going, and I'm hoping they're going to run a really interesting offense this season. Um, I think it'd be smart for them, and, and it's been talked about. I've, I've seen it in social media quite a bit. Having Wentz, you know, be the first couple downs and then bringing Hurts in as a agile option, being able to run the ball, um, being able to move really well on third and fourth down um, plays, I, I think their offense is going to be, um, something to watch. It's almost like how in college football LSU used to do, or a couple of teams still do, um, multiple court, quarterback formats uh, just to you know, best use what they have. So I think they're going to be really strong. I love how they drafted Jalen Rieger. I think he's a really strong wideout. He's really going to help with Alison Jeffrey possibly starting um, on the IR. Just um, He's banged up to start the season either way. Uh, but I like what they did in the offseason. I don't think it was a bad idea drafting Hurts. A lot of Eagles fans were kind of confused why, because I think Wentz their future. Um, but I like the draft picks. What about you, Jeff? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts was definitely an interesting pickup. I think as Patriots fans, he was a guy who was tied to us, and we passed him on him a couple of times, but we thought really he was the fit for us. And then out of nowhere, Philly takes him. Uh, when, as you said, Carson Wentz is their future, and he's their present too. But Carson Wentz has also had some injury concerns in the past. So while I think that you're right that they're going to run kind of the Saints offense using Jalen Hurts as sort of a more dynamic Taysom Hill, if that is even possible because Taysom Hill (laughs) is amazing, uh, I think it's also a bit of an insurance policy now that Nick Foles is gone. Yeah, I agree. Um, They have to to be careful with Wentz and his injuries and making sure they have a a suitable backup to come in and, and run that offense. Um, as well in the offseason uh, to try to, to help out Wentz and help out Hurts. I think Marquise Goodwin was a really good signing. He really um, shined a couple of years ago when he was on the Niners. He's got some really serious speed. He's a, he's a deep threat. He may only – he's a guy who could only get, you know, two, three, four catches, in, but he'll put over 100 yards. Each of the passes to him is, is going to be a 60-yard pass. Like he's, he's, he's a running gun type of player. Yeah, they actually traded for him uh, in the draft. But, um, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Like I said, he's also injury-prone. So, you know, throw him in with Alshon Jeffrey. Those two guys are sort of hit-or-miss players. But I do really like Jalen Rager, as you said. A lot of Eagles fans were upset that they didn't take LSU receiver Justin Jefferson. But I think Rager is the much more dynamic 
fast, speedy player. He can uh, play in the slot or out wide. He's a little smaller than Jefferson, but I think he's got a higher potential. So uh, let's move on to the prediction for this season. How do you think the Eagles are going to do, Trent? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think they win. Like I said, I think they win the NFC East. It's still going to be like last season, whereas everyone in the NFC East doesn't do that well. Someone's going to come out, you know, with, with maybe nine or ten wins. Uh, beat up probably, probably, The Eagles will probably beat up the Cowboys, uh, but they'll, they won't go any further than that. They'll probably lose, lose a wild card weekend. They won't get very far. I don't think the division's very strong. Um, they'll all split some wins here and there. But I do think the Eagles come out of this division. Yeah, well, as you know, my pick to come out of this division is the Cowboys. So obviously we disagree on that and only time will tell. So, you know, let's move on to the fantasy assets because this is a very interesting fantasy team. Uh, you look at, obviously, their quarterback, Carson Wentz, was QB9 in 2019. He's been perennially, uh, perennially, sorry, a top 10 fantasy quarterback for the last couple of years. Then you look at Oshon Jeffrey, was injured, went on the IR, finished as wide receiver 59. Uh, their tight ends, who we haven't talked about at all, Zach Ertz, somewhat quietly finished as tight end four. A lot of the hype, I feel like, went on to Mark Andrews. But what I'm most interested in, and I think what the people are most interested in, is how do you feel Miles Sanders, who finished 2019 as RB15, is going to do next year? I think he's going to have a, a really solid year. He didn't really get um, into the swing of things until maybe five, six games, I feel like, into the season. But he really started to break out for some big runs, started to open people's eyes up. I think the guy has a lot of skill. Um, he's got some speed in the open field. So Miles Sanders is, is going to have a strong season. I think he's really going to help this offense um, down the stretch, win some big games against some of these uh, divisional rivals. Uh, personally, I think Ertz and, and Goddard uh, are the most suitable targets for Wentz. I think Ertz has been a top five tight end for I don't even know how many years. He, he's very consistent. He's got really, really good hands. Uh, and same thing with Goddard. Like, Goddard did great the last couple of years. Yeah, no, he's been good. He finished as a tight end 10 in 2019 as a second option at that position. So we do know that Carson Wentz loves his tight ends. Uh, Jalen Rager coming in. Do you think he's going to have any sort of fantasy production uh, as a rookie because he's coming in sort of replacing the Nelson Aguilar role, who Aguilar, while he's famous for dropping a lot of key passes, he <laughs> had a, a bit of a nice season last year for them. You know, I think Jalen Jalen Rager, he's gonna be like a really strong dynasty draft player. He'll he'll be he'll go really high. I know Jeff's in a pretty interesting thirty-two team um, dynasty draft coming up soon. Um, but he he's gonna be a guy that probably goes PPR. I don't know. I think three drafts probably between eighty and one twenty. But you have to think if Alshon Jeffrey starts on the IR. He's going to be thrown right in the mix, like as wide receiver one on this team, with with Marquise Goodwin up there, and he's going to see a lot of lot of targets. So he's going to get the, um, he's going to have the chance to put up some big numbers. Yeah, I think Rager has certainly the opportunity to finish 2020 as the number one fantasy rookie receiver. Uh, my pick on that would be Jerry Judy, who we'll get into when we talk about uh, the Broncos eventually down the line, but. Uh, Rager definitely has the opportunity to do it. So you know what? We talked about the Cowboys and Eagles. Now let's move on to the Redskins. We're kind of into the lowly part of this division here, the second half. 
obviously the Redskins and then the Giants. Uh, looking at the key additions that the Redskins brought in, Kendall Fuller was a nice po- uh, pickup. Obviously, they drafted Chase Young second overall out of Ohio State. I think he has the opportunity to be a Jadavion Clowney-esque player. Uh, he's going to be really good. And then they also uh, traded for Kyle Allen from the Panthers to back up Dwayne Haskins. But uh, obviously, Chase Young is the big-name guy here, Trent. How do you feel about Chase Young? Chase Young is an incredible talent. He shined in college football last year, uh, coming off the edge, really strong guy, uh, get, gets the QB a lot, um, wraps up a lot of, a lot of running backs coming out, coming out of the backfield. Um, I really like Chase Young. I think he's going to get frustrated just because he's going to go from a, a winning program at Ohio State um, to this Redskins team that um, really can't get their footing in the NFL right now. Uh, they didn't make a- enough off-season moves for me to really make a difference from what they had last year. Uh, but Chase Young himself, a really good talent. He's going to shine, like you said. Uh, he- he's going to be a young clowny right now. And, you know, I-, I, ho- I wish the best for him. I really do. Yeah, I do too. You know, if I had to predict what type of season Chase Young's going to have, it would be similar to a T.J. Watts rookie year. Uh, where they're not exactly on the best team or in the best situation, but they make the most of it. And they're really the only highlight that come out of that team. Uh, and obviously the Redskins also finally traded Trent Williams, uh, some to the 49ers. And, and in return, I think they got a third and fifth round pick. So it was more of a dump uh, move. They traded their all-star player. Uh, but it was good to finally see him uh, get sent somewhere so we can get back on the field. And, Let's move into the prediction for the Redskins season. I think we're pretty uh, pretty much on the same page here. I don't think the Redskins are going to do anything. I think they're a four-win team at most. Do you disagree? I don't disagree at all. They, they, really, uh, they really aren't that good. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, look at their quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. You know, we might as well move on to the fantasy aspect of the Redskins because there's not much to say on their <laughs> prediction for the season besides what Trent just said. They are not that good Dwayne Haskins uh in terms of fantasy he's not an asset don't draft him unless he goes crazy he's at best a waiver wire pickup maybe a plug and play guy the really the only uh guy who is an asset for fantasy leagues this year is Terry McLaurin who you know you got to give him credit looking at the guys who were throwing in passes last year he had a great rookie season he was brought in uh, to Washington as more of a special teams guy, but quickly established himself as a wide receiver one on that team. He commanded respect from a lot of corners around the league, especially for his speed. He finished 2019 as wide receiver 29 in a very uninspiring Redskins offense. I think he has a bright future. Yeah, I agree. And for me, um, the guy I like on this team, um, he's not a guy that um, you're going to draft to start. But it's a guy you're going to stash on your bench is Geis. Darius Geis. He's been learning under Adrian Peterson, arguably the best running back of all time. He is in a crowded backfield. Um, he's had some injury troubles. But I think he can have a healthy full season. He's really going uh, really to shine. They have Bryce Love back there who's young. But I think Geis is going to be their guy. Um, for the next couple of years. So keep an eye out for him. And maybe a guy you uh, pick up off waivers or at some point in time. Or like I said, it's this guy you stash in your bench. Uh, but you might be surprised with, with the amount of uh, touches he gets this season. Things that have a strong showing. 
Yeah, I mean, guys, we've seen the potential that he has when he's healthy, but obviously this is going to be his third NFL season. He missed the entirety of his first NFL season with a torn ACL, and he's had multiple knee injuries. That's what kept him out of the majority of last season. He's really just got to show that he can stay healthy. But if he can, he could be a big player for this Redskins offense. Yeah, something for the uh, fans to look forward to, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we might as well move on to the last team in this division, the ever uninspiring, stuck in mediocrity, New York Giants. And, yeah. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I mean, to be fair to the Giants, before we we disrespect them too much, I think they're a stronger team than the Redskins. I I do like what they did with their draft. I think they got an absolute steal with McKinney in the second round. The top safety from Alabama, they could not go wrong with that pick. Uh, I think we both agree they, they might have stretched for Andrew Thomas with their fourth pick. Um, offensive tackle from Georgia. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, we did a little bit of research because when the Giants made their pick, uh, a lot of people said, who? Uh, Andrew Thomas was, on most people's boards, the fourth best offensive tackle in this draft. But as David Edelman likes to do. He did it with Daniel Jones a couple of years ago, did it with Andrew Thomas now. He takes his guy at his spot, doesn't risk trading back. So, you know, there's some sort of uh, respect that you have to give him for that. But he really could have got Thomas at like 12 to 15 range. He could have traded back, picked up some assets. But at the end of the day, he picked up his guy. And then looking at uh, free agency, they signed former Panthers cornerback James Bradbury, who was – Hasn't been an all-pro, but he's a pretty solid player. They gave him a huge contract, three years, 43.5 mil, so hopefully he can produce for them. Uh, but other than that, not a lot to talk about for their offseason. So, Trent, how do you think the Giants are going to do this year? You know, I think they have a lot more potential than a team like the Redskins. They have firepower on the, on the offensive side. Um, I think they could, they could squeak um, maybe a six-win season this year. Uh, they have the talent offensively. They're starting to put stuff together defensively. Um, don't be surprised if they get some uh, big upset wins against um, some higher caliber teams. I think they have the um, offensive explosiveness to do that. Um, but it, we'll wait and see. I, I think in, in a few years from now, they're going to be a lot stronger team than they are this year. Absolutely. And I think specifically this is a really big year for Daniel Jones because there was a lot of pre-draft buzz that the Giants were actually considering taking a guy like Herbert or Tua with their number four overall pick. Uh, I thought Danny Dimes had a pretty good year last year, finished as QB 23 uh, in fantasy regards. So we might as well move on to the fantasy assets on this team. And there are quite a few more of them than the Redskins, that's for sure. I'd say, sure. I'd say there are Five guys who could be relevant in fantasy leagues this year. Obviously, Daniel Jones, uh, he's more of a plug-and-play guy. Could have a good year. Could end up being a really solid waiver-wire pickup. Obviously, Saquon Barkley finished 2019 as RB10. Had a bit of a down year, but ended the year strong. We all know what he's capable of. He could easily be the number one fantasy player this year. He's going one or two in every draft. Then you look at the receivers. You have Golden Tate, who... uh, was suspended for the beginning of last year, if I'm not mistaken, and finished as a, a top 50 wide receiver in fantasy. Uh, and then Darius Slayton, who had a really quiet but effective rookie season, finished as wide receiver 37. And finally, Evan Engram was injured for about half the year. 
finished as tight end 18. But Trent, how do you like the weapons on this Giants team? You know, I think Slayton and Jones are building a strong connection. Both really young guys coming in this um, Giants organization. Uh, Slayton started to shine, like you said, towards the end of last season. I think you may see a lot more out of him this year as well. I'm a big fan of Evan Ingram. Um, He had a down season last year. Um, But after OBJ left, he started to see a lot more targets. Um, I think if he can stay healthy, you're going to see him finish uh, in the the top 10 for sure for tight ends, possibly top five if he uh, um, gets his act together. But I also like Golden Tate. He was, he was killer on the Lions, like you said. We believe he was suspended at the beginning of the last season. I never really found that connection with Daniel Jones. There's a lot of potential there. And uh, I think if Jones can start to mature as a quarterback, like I said, they might find some success winning six or seven games. Yeah, I don't think the problem, honestly, is with this Giants offense, especially if Daniel Jones ends up being their franchise guy and they don't have to go searching for another quarterback. I think it's with their defense, and they started to address that with Xavier McKinney, uh, who you touched on earlier, possibly the steal of the draft. He was awesome. He was he should have been a first-round pick, but no one wanted a safety, I guess. And then James Bradbury, they overpaid for him a little bit, but he's a vet corner that can get out there, show the young guys how it's done. So I think this Giants team... They could, they could have somewhat of a solid season. I think a win for them is six or seven wins on the year. Yeah, keep your eyes up for them for sure for, for two or three years from now. Though. They've got a lot of young guys. They're going to develop and probably shine in this uh, NFC East division for years to come. Absolutely. All right. I think that's a wrap on the second episode of the rollout. I think what we have uh, established here is that the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl trend, don't you think? Um. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right, all right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this, and we'll be back Wednesday with the third episode of this series where we will be analyzing the NFC North. Stay safe out there, everyone.